Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast that talks about making money, keeping money, investing money, using your team, and eventually becoming a millionaire. Our promise is three to five years. And uh, in this pandemic, in these chaotic times, it's actually pretty simple to become a millionaire because the volatility in the markets across the board. Uh, every week or about every other week, I bring on an amazing guest. This is going to be a two-part series. You're going to hear one this week and one next week with a, uh, I'm just going to say superstar, dear friend of mine, Glenn Ladwell, who is with us today. If uh, you haven't heard of the acclaimed uh, movie, The Secret, uh, which I was in, and uh, we talked about vision boards. In fact, John Asraf in the movie, The Secret, talked a lot about vision boards. Well, Glenn put it to uh, put it into digital. So he has an amazing business called Mind Movies and many, many more. And uh, excited to have uh, Glenn with me. So Glenn, welcome. Hey, Laurel. Good to be here. Nice to chat. It's been a while. It has been. So give the audience that's listening, because our podcast does go all over the world, super excited. We are now on iHeartRadio as well as a, one of our podcast uh, op- options for people to be uh, listening from. But tell people who you are and uh, what have you been up to? Oh, geez, who am I? Gee, that's, a, that's a pretty open-ended question. Um, as you said... You've got to say you're Australian. Yeah, I'm Australian. I, um, I'm a uh, voracious traveler. I travel, uh, split my time um, with three different places of the world, Miami, Vegas, and Barcelona normally. Of course, the pandemic has kind of put a bit of a dint in that, but uh, I've worked my way around that. And, uh, you know, a lot of what we're going to talk about today is uh, online marketing stuff, obviously. Well, that's why I'm able to live the life that I do. Um, and you know, we're specifically going to be talking about a few tactics and strategies we've done, and we're going to get into joint ventures, which is really how I've been able to build this incredible business, um, and be able to mastermind and, uh, network with like-minded, other like-minded entrepreneurs. And, and like I said, live, you know, in my, in my life, my dream life. So talk about like, I mean, my movies is really, you know, I, I don't know if I would say put you on the map because you were been on the map for a long time. Give a little business trajectory from being, you know, nightclub owners um, to then coming to America. And, and my movies are just, you know, I, I just love it. I love the technology. I love what it can do for people. Um, but you are way on to other things and teaching entrepreneurs. And really our topic today is going to be uh, internet marketing in this very, uh, say, chaotic time. And then part two, for those of you listening, uh, so stay tuned to make sure you're on next week, will be how do you do uh, joint venture hacking? So start maybe just mm-hmm. some business trajectory. So the folks that are listening understand, like you've, you've got a big business. You know, I think you're known for your internet marketing. You're known for um, you know, making a, a, an enormous amount of money online. Uh, but you've got a lot of broader experience. 
Yeah, so probably the most relevant part, as you said, Mind Movies definitely. That was my first online company. I started it back in 07. 08, we really launched it uh, by doing a big product launch. And uh, the most significant, I guess the brag, and it's truly not a brag, um, it's just so people listening will go, why am I listening to this guy about this topic? And and the reason is I I didn't know anything anything at all, anything about the internet. I still can't type. So if you're a technophobe, um, trust me, you're okay. I still can't download a song to my phone, but, but I employ dozens of people who can, and that's the point. But I didn't have money to put into a business. I didn't know anything about it. Um, so I just, you know, I kind of got in, got my feet wet and uh, started, you know, making, I thought, oh, that relationship kind of thing. I saw this affiliate thing. I thought, oh, maybe I can do a bit of that. Anyway, the reason I bring that up, it's like I was able to, without with with no knowledge at all, um, really, I've, in three years, get that business from zero six million dollars a year in volume um, per year. And the reason I say that is because it was solely with joint ventures and the tactics and the strategies that we're talking about today. So, and yeah, sure, that was a long time ago. It's easier now. Uh, there's a lot more. There was no social media hardly at all back then. Um, that was my space. There's so much more opportunity now. So for anyone who's listening, who's maybe starting out, there really is no excuse. Like I said, I couldn't even turn a computer on and I was able to build this very, very significant business. And, you know, as you said, Laurel, I've have morphed into, into different things just over the years. I, I got pretty good at what I was doing, you know, so I did more of that. Um, no, uh, no, no, no uh, rocket science there. It's just got a bit better at this, a bit better at that, did more of that, then started masterminding more and started to teach those things a few bit more. So I've just branched out into a couple of other avenues um, in the last five or six years uh, for that reason, because I really love it. What is your kind of, I'd say, pet project, your favorite project that you're, uh, you're working on right now? I think, I mean, all, we're always creating something new with Mind Movies and JV Hacking, which is a, those main brands. But I always have to say, uh, I have a mastermind, as you know, Laurel, it's called Flight Club. And it's for very high-end online entrepreneurs. So the reason I love that so much, it's because it's my peers, a lot of very close friends. Um, and, you, you know, there's one that's coming up this weekend, for instance. I came back from Europe to go to it because I look forward to it. Um, so much. So if I had to pick a thing in the whole business that I really, really love to do, it's definitely that. Mm, awesome. So let's talk about the pandemic. You know, we and I actually hardly even talked since then. Uh, you moved out of San Diego, moved to Vegas. Like you said, you've got, you know, Vegas, Miami and Barcelona as your stopping points. Uh, but talk about the, the pandemic. I mean, April, right? March hit, all shut down. Everyone was... Yeah, so Everyone went to the internet. So I'm curious to hear your perspective of all the, let me say the newbies that are out and what it did. So just gonna speak to what the pandemic's done. Yeah, well, I think that, I mean, you know, there's, you know, something good always comes out of these horrific situations. And I think that was, you know, one of those kind of a slap in the face, Nelly, to, you know, I say all the people in the real world, <laughs> you know, I think this whole online world is not really a real world because honestly, you know, business isn't easy um, in any business, but I don't know, my opinion, there's nothing even close to as simple with the l- low barrier of entry, r- low risk as the internet in internet businesses. So I was grateful every day. I told my team every day, every call I was on, you know, mentoring or whatever. I just said, guys, be grateful that we're in the business that everyone on earth wants to be in. 
now uh-huh. and it's cramming to try and get into. You know, we're already here. So, yeah, sure, we had to work very hard and we pivoted very hard, which I can talk about that a little bit, what we did and, and more importantly, what you should be doing now or not doing. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, we worked really hard, but it didn't, it did affect us. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if, if we wouldn't have worked as hard as we did to make the changes that needed to happen and, and, you know, keep speaking, you know, in the way that people want to be spoken to entering the conversation on what they're already thinking. Um, we had to do all that. If we wouldn't have, yeah, we would have really, really, we probably would have lost our business like a lot of people did. But Mm. like I said, we had the luxury that we were already online. So, yes. So, so the main thing was like, you know, I realized very quickly, like, okay, we can't, we have to change every part of our messaging in the ads, you know, um, you know, when you know people are sitting home on a couch, don't be sending out flashy videos in the studio, you know, and I even saw television programs like, like, uh, you know, talk shows and stuff. This is what gave me the idea. And I'm like, and that's flashing up. Oh, coming to you from his, his couch in his living room. And I'm like, this is exactly what I was thinking. Uh, so immediately we started, Natalie, my business partner, who's the face of my movies. I said, don't, don't do anything in the studio, sit on your couch, still incredibly high quality, but do everything from the couch, do everything. In, it's obvious that you're in your home. That was a, that was to me a very obvious one that not a lot of people did. Um, and then the other thing that I think a lot of people made the mistakes is, you know, I don't know how many autoresponders people have, but we literally have hundreds of autoresponders, email autoresponders. Now, you know, it's a lot of them we haven't looked at in years, but what do you think someone would think if the guy, if we're saying, oh, you know, hey, do you want to buy this thing now? This is a great special and la, la, la. And we didn't mention what's front of their mind. So every single thing, and, and in those first few months, if you didn't mention in these times, in the pandemic, you're, it was out of touch. It was clearly a canned thing. Uh, this is in my humble opinion, obviously. So we very quickly worked on all of our, our front, particular front follow-ups to change it, to be more relevant. You know, I know, you know, we're all feel, we're, we're feeling this at the moment. We're all feeling you know a bit scared of what's going to go on like I hate to speak negatively like that all the time but in that I mean hopefully we'll never experience anything like that again in history but it needed to be to be relevant and stay in that like I said end of the conversation where someone's already thinking um, and that was the biggest biggest thing we had to change then there was a lot of stuff like people were literally frozen in fear you know, and our stuff, our, our stuff is all on mindset. It helps people get out of that. But we had to very much change our messaging and even give a lot, give a lot more stuff away. We created new free offers. We had to get creative, like, you know, and kind of, you know, more help people get into, you know, programs and things that's going to help them a lot differently to the way we would have, you know, like we couldn't just go, oh, hey, it's a 4th of July sale. You know, it just, it just didn't work. Um, or Easter or whatever was around then, you know, we had to be very careful about that and change it. So talk about like, I mean, clearly some of the things that you don't do, but if you're talking just to the general population out here, what would you tell them? So maybe some very clearly, the, the newbies I'm talking about, Glenn, like you talk clearly about the shifts you had to make. What would you say to the newbies? Yep. What to do and what not to do? A lot's changed in the social channels, obviously with their, you know, political agendas. Um, you know, the, the, the AI that's being implemented. I mean, talk, 
you know, not just at a beginner level, but candidly about how that's being used and how it does affect these people that are getting online. And as it, the other side of it too, Glenn, is you know how many people became experts overnight that actually are teaching people really bad stuff. I mean, I've been screaming from the rooftops, like all of a sudden all these money experts appeared online. Yeah. I'm like, they're not money experts. I mean, they're in my space, right? So I know it's like all these newbies showed up, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden I'm a money expert because I got to do something on Zoom. I got to do something out here. So kind of speak to that range of people, but also really candidly that the, the, the do's and don'ts right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, Laurel, that with, with that. I mean, that, and this is obviously, this was just a, a big surge because, you know, like we we're saying earlier, people were desperate to get online. So they were doing anything. But, you know, as we know, it's, it's been around in every, every niche. People can't do something, so they teach it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's cliche. That's so true. And, yeah, sure, that's happened here and probably a bigger spike. Um, you know, so I mean, the, the big takeaway there is just don't do that, <laughs> you know, but it's a, that's a very short term, um, unauthentic uh, way to, to start your business. It's, you're never going to have longevity like that. Um, you really should do something before you teach it. I mean, I, I know that's really, really obvious. Um, but you know, when people are desperate, they're desperate and they're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, so I would encourage him, you know, that's a perfect example, the money expert, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I was saying I, I teach, you know, joint venture stuff and I, you know, I have a, a mastermind now. Well, yeah, I didn't start those businesses till I was seven years <laughs> in the trenches doing what I was teaching, you know, because I thought that was, yeah, sure. I could have taught it after a couple of years for sure, but, but I definitely would have wanted to have runs on the board. Just like you said, Laura, that drives me crazy. The, the financial, the business coaches that have never have a, had a business, that drives me crazy. <laughs> you know? I know. Um, but yeah, I would just say to that, just don't do that. Everyone's got a passion. Everyone's got something they're really interested in. If you're thinking about starting a business or you've started a business, I find the, the biggest killer is procrastination. Oh, I've got 10 ideas. Or I've got 15 ideas. I don't know. I go scale it down to five and then just pick one, pick the worst one and do that. Not, how to make money online or business coaching if you're not a business person or you don't know how to make money online. Like, but something you're passionate about. Pick five and then, you know, just do one. Fail at it fast and then learn a little bit. Um, I mean, that's, that's not particularly timely. That's just always, you know. Um, but that's the biggest key. I think the, the, biggest, the biggest killer is procrastination more than, hey, I'm, they're going to start the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Um, that's just not cool and unauthentic. So, I mean, that's just, there's no place for that, you know, to your point. Yep, absolutely. So talk about some of the, so as people decide what they're doing online, again, some of the, I mean, how's affiliate marketing in uh, today's kind of day and era? Do they go to Facebook ads? I just relaunched a huge YouTube channel three days ago. Um, where should they go? Mm -hmm. Yep. And what are you doing? Well, for traffic, and again, that's, that's why we're going to talk a lot about, about affiliates and joint ventures. I mean, obviously, I'm a, an av advocate for that because it's how I started my business. It's all I did for years and years and years, rinse, repeat, and I was making millions of dollars um, with very little risk. That's the, the thing that I love about affiliate marketing or joint venture marketing, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, when, you, when you're dealing with affiliates, you pay after the sale is made. And people really have to get that in. Like when you don't have money to risk, which I know I didn't, uh, most people don't when they start in this business. If you do, sure, you can employ agencies and do things like you said, YouTube. That's a lot of money up front. You've got to risk a lot of money. I mean, we do, but it's okay. We're in that position now. But um, if you don't know what to do, I always, always will suggest a learn affiliate marketing. If, you, if you're half decent with people, you can talk to people. Um, with a few little tips, which we're going to go into right now, um, you know, do it the right way. It's the simplest, simplest way to start your business from a traffic perspective. Of course, then you've got to either have an offer or you've got to identify offers that you want to promote. Like I said, go back to the, what are you passionate about? Okay, I'm passionate about five things. Okay, which one? Then, then do a little bit of research. See if that one thing, actually, there's a market for it. If not, pick your second one. If not, pick your third one. Believe me, one of your five is get, there's going to be a market for. And whether you start as an affiliate promoting uh, other people um, or you decide to create your own program, um, they're kind of the two ways you can go with that. But from a traffic perspective, definitely, definitely do that before you start throwing money at Facebook ads and YouTube and Google. You can waste so much money very, very quickly, particularly when you don't know what you're doing. What's producing the best result, the affiliate traffic or the ad traffic? It really depends. And it does go in cycles. Traditionally, affiliate traffic is going to be a higher converting. That's not always the case. But it, as a general rule, I would say that's correct. And it makes sense. It's the most qualified. You know, I think someone has opted in on someone's list. They know, like, and trust them. And then they get offered something from you. Well, it's, it's fairly endorsed traffic. Um, you know, the thing with Facebook and what, I mean, the tracking and is so, so you know, the, 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 the way you can get specifically down to your exact avatar now, you can get pretty damn good traffic. It's still not warm, but it's very targeted. So we do, um, I couldn't, we couldn't say at the moment we do one more than the other. We do pretty well with YouTube um, and Facebook. Uh, we do do a little bit with the others, you know, Instagram, TikTok, we do, but they're pretty small. Um, and then we still do a lot of filler marketing. We do obviously organic stuff we do as well, but um, we do still do a lot of affiliate. I mean, affiliate marketing would still be responsible for probably 30% of our income overall. Yep. Always will be. Yep. I but totally geez, back in the beginning, it was 100%. And for years and years and years, it was 50, 60, 70%. I didn't like that. I thought we were too reliant on one pillar. <laughs> so, you know, I actively changed that. You know, but yeah. the, again, the other good thing, like, you know, I'm very uncomfortable when 50% of my revenue is safe from Facebook. I can lose that overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, I can lose it overnight. Yeah. The thing with affiliates, you can't lose every single one of your affiliates overnight, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what you do, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of a bit more solid too, in that way. Absolutely. So Glenn, before we leave this internet marketing section, talk about the, just a very simple funnel, but it's made you millions. Like uh, when COVID hit, like what, what did you do? Yeah, it was, it was kind of what I was talking about earlier about pivoting. And uh, I thought, okay, we've got to think outside the box and, you know, we've got to think about, you know, giving stuff away for free and, and really like helping people through these few months. Cause remember back then we were like, Oh, this will be over in two months. And I, I think we all really believe that two, three months, 
So I thought, what can we do to do that? And obviously still hopefully make some money. I was just kind of hoping to get through those few months um, and then be back to business. So that's what it kind of caused me to come up with this style of a $0 trial. Um, and it, re it works so well um, that we still use it um, on many of our different funnels. But this is basically what it is. You know, I'm sure you would have seen, oh, okay, a zero. Okay, p don't pay now, pay in 30 days. I mean, it's the most common thing in the world. So I flipped that a little bit and just changed the positioning to um, after we'd run, say, a promotion, um, let's just say it was a, for a $17 product, let's just say. After I'd run the promotion, um, I'd then do a follow-up promotion and I'd say, hey, um, you know, basically with everything that's going on right now, um, what we've decided to do is pay nothing, not pay nothing for 30 days and then you pay, right? Pay nothing until all this is the dust is cleared on all this nightmare, you know, enjoy the benefits, hope a little help you get through this. And then, and only then, you know, in 60, 90 days, um, pay the $17. Now you see the difference in the positioning there. It's yep. it, it, cause I'm thinking about what is going on in the prospect's mind here. They're just frozen in fear. Oh, give them three months. Oh my God, it'll all be over in three months. I'll be fine then. And you know what? I mean, it was very sincere. Like if they weren't in the situation in the 60 or 90 days or whatever it was, I mean, they really didn't have to pay. I mean, it wasn't some, you know, it wasn't anything um, dis, uh, dishonest. It was, we were really, really trying to help people, you know, and it worked overwhelmingly well, overwhelmingly well. But here's the thing that made it work okay for us from a financial perspective. And I was kind of a little bit, I wasn't sure whether to do this. So we run it the way that I just said, and it worked. We thought, geez, I wonder if we're going to get any of this money at all. You know, from a business perspective, we're like, well, you know, we really do need to get it. Some, some of it anyway, you know, even if it isn't 60 or 90 days. So what I decided to do, but again, this has got to be in a cool way. I, act, I gave an even bigger discount after they took the zero trial. We did it for 90 days and for 60 days. And like I said, we still do it. And this is this made the difference to them. When they took the the zero dollars, we then we offered them something else. We said, "Look, we know in this turbulent times, you know, we've you've got you know you've got three months from now to pay. If you're if you'd like to take advantage, we're going to give you an even bigger discount. We're going to give you it if you'd like to pay now for just nine ninety five. Now, the thing with that was it's such a small amount of money. I mean, we tried it with all different price points and it does still work. But I think that we found that we would get 50 to 60% of the people would take that. So all of a sudden, this $0 trial, we were collecting, say, I don't know, half the money up front. Whereas even with a 30-day trial, you don't do that. And yeah, sure, after the 30 days, yeah, you're waiting a long time, 60 or 90 days. It worked out quite well, better than a normal trial would anyway. So that's really the, the whole strategy. It's give it free, change the positioning, make it at least a couple of months. You know, I mean, in these turbulent times is always going to be the case, right? Um, and then offer it for an additional massive discount. I mean, it may not be worth your while to do this, but in our case it was. Um, at the bigger discount. And uh, yeah, that's the offer. Really simple, yeah. but really effective.
Love that. And I assume after the nine, nine, you know, five or the, that $9 offer, it's called a 10, that then you just move them through other funnels. Yeah. You know, that was, that was kind of a progression a few months later. I was like, well, I can't be offering upsells, upsells there. But, you know, then I thought, well, hang on a minute. I didn't think I could offer the $9 thing too. And I mean, let's be honest, like we're really helping these people. We're saving them a lot of money, getting them to take action. You know what I mean? So it's like, it really is a, you know, I felt really good about it. And then, uh, and then of course we had some other programs that complement these things, but they were all lower ticket though. And I'm like, you can't really offer them. And my marketing manager said, if we did it in a cool way, we could. So all we did is just, we did offer another up. So we said, look, I know times are tough. Um, and look, I'm glad you took advantage of that. If you're in a position right now, we do have a few other things to show you that will help you. That's it. See, that made it cool and not tacky. Now, if we'd have just gone straight into an upsell process, it would have been, it would have been terrible, you know, because we weren't speaking to them in, in the mindset that they're at and That's it wouldn't funny. have been congruent with the front of the offer. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And brilliant, brilliantly done. So those that are your, uh, listening, we have a part two coming up just around the joint ventures, joint venture hacking. In fact, Glenn has a free gift. Those of you that are interested, always go to asklaurel.com. You can uh, put in your name, phone number, email, ask a question, make a request, and also get some uh, great gifts. So uh, there'll be a link in the uh, show notes that you'll be able to get Glenn's gift on JV hacking. And um, we look forward to hearing from you and have you listen on the next podcast. Again, you've been listening to Laurel's Real Money Talks. We'll be back next week with part two. Listen in. This is Laurel and you've been listening to my podcast. If you've enjoyed this, I have a couple things you can do that are completely up to you. Number one, take my quiz. Go to integratedwealthsystems.com and take the quiz. You will find that there's one of four personalities, financial personalities we call them, that you're going to fall into. So as you take the quiz, it'll actually go through and identify are you you know, uh, in stagnant cash flow, right? Are you overpaying taxes? Do you have debt issues? You know, are you a lifestyle junkie? Where are you? And then from there, it goes to a video that actually gives you some solutions on how to correct that problem. So again, go to integratedwealthsystems.com, take my quiz, and we'll go from there. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, the Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. Oh,